The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group Ohio. This hour is sponsored by There is a Season. I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirsty Zantini. We're watching the radar right now. If weather breaks, we break in immediately. Here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And I'm Dayton's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. You're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend. There is a season Welcome to There is a Season, the Bob and Gloria show, and the show that's all about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf. And I'm Gloria Shanahan. Thank you for being with us this week. This is the place where we talk about all the seasons of your life and strive to provide better understanding and insight in matters of health, caregiving, relationships, lifestyle changes, and more. And with each season that you experience comes its own set of challenges, joys, hardships, knowledge, and wisdom. We talk about all of those things here with the goal of providing you resources, insights, and inspiration to plan for a fulfilling future for yourself and your loved ones. Remember, you can enjoy and share a podcast of this program through our website, thereisaseasonshow.com, as well as on you can find the show on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn app, and many other platforms. Just look for There Is A Season and Today's Date. And, of course, we'd love to hear your feedback about this in any There Is A Season program. We sure would. So just drop us a note at Bob and Gloria at thereisaseasonshow.com. Or when you visit our site, just fill out our handy-dandy form under the In Touch tab. Today we're particularly interested in hearing from you on this seasonal topic. This one comes up pretty regularly. And we've made it really easy to get in touch. How can somebody do that today? Well, our number here in the studio is 457-1290. That's 937-457-1290 from anywhere that you're listening. And we would, as Bob said, certainly love to hear from you. Now, if you're a regular listener to the program, you've no doubt heard us talk, uh, even rail on previously, about one of the maladies of modern living, and that being digital addiction. We are surrounded with media and countless options for news and entertainment of every stripe. And beyond our gadgets simply providing information, the way we behave in relation to these devices has changed from generations before with other devices. And many would say that the change has not been for the better. Mm, Yeah, I would agree with that. And when I was growing up, Bob, I don't recall hearing the charge of distracted driving or texting while driving. No. Right? So people got distracted and... People had their accidents, but it wasn't usually because they were on some device. Yeah, and and you and I have bemoaned the wonderful innovation of the pop-up media center or whatever they call that thing, the drive-in screen on the new cars now. I've rented some cars that required, you know, like a semester in college (laughs) just to learn how to change a radio station, you know, and and they're just, I find them way too complicated and distracting. Yeah, and, and each year it gets more complicated. I recently rented a car, uh, just a couple weeks ago, and oh my gosh, I was just driving along after a couple hours and the car actually, a little beautiful lit up LED coffee cup with actual steam coming out of it appeared on the screen right in front of my driving, uh, my steering wheel. And it it asked me if I needed a break. 
So it actually was suggesting that I, it was time for a cup of coffee. It, it didn't shut the car off, did it? No, but it kept no. beeping, 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 <laughs> like until I realized that it was right and I needed to pull over, take a break and get a cup of something hot, it appeared. One of my relatives <laughs> bought one of those cars that does all the beeping and the sensing and stuff. Oh. And she happened to live uh, in an apartment that had an underground garage with all those concrete pillars. Yes. So every time she was back in the car, I was me, 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 me. Because they're everywhere. It's either a car or a pillar <laughs> or think, something, I right? think she either tried to turn it off or sold the car. But, you know, in just a few months. <laughs> and of course, we've had everything from people seemingly talking to themselves in a store or a restaurant. You've seen that. You're, you're going along and somebody is just talking off into space. And then you realize, oh, wait a minute. They've got something coming in out their of their ear. ear. Yeah. Some Bluetooth thing. Uh, we've also had the tragedies of people falling off cliffs while taking selfies. That's not funny at all. Or falling into fountains at the shopping malls because yes. their heads are yes. down. Yes, just yeah. uh, amazing. It's it's like we simply cannot release our digital devices or that we somehow have to experience a huge portion of our waking hours with or through a smartphone or an iPad or whatever. Yeah, it's it's absolutely the case, especially with younger people, many of whom live, eat, sleep, drive, play, work, study, and actually go to the restroom clutching their digital device. <laughs> and there are plenty of not younger people guilty of the same. You sound guilty, Bob. Uh, let's just say I too have been guilty of multitasking. In the bathroom? Not going to go there. Okay, well. <laughs> At this hearing, I'm not going to disclose that. <laughs> that would be a positive, probably yes. Well, anyway, we a lot of us have done that, Bob. Multitask in the bathroom, that is. Then we'll have a good Q&A for you later. (laughs) But beyond the way we're tethered, almost surgically attached to these devices, is the question of our digital diet. Okay, we've got these toys. Now, what do we consume? As I said earlier, we've got countless options of the kinds of media that fill our screens. And much of this content comes to us in the form of easily downloadable apps, which can be customized to our particular tastes. And beyond the general and gentle admonishment we might make here regarding how much or how often you, as an adult, might use your digital device, we recognize that as an adult, you have the freedom to dine on whatever you choose. Yeah, and as with any food diet, some of what you consume is better for you than other stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. But what about your kids? Do you care what they eat, as it were, with regard to their phones and tablets and computers? Do you even actively supervise what they read and watch and listen to and and with whom they associate? And I think we've got some some numbers on that whole question about uh, do you even keep track of, of uh, what your, your what your kids do with your phones, right? This comes to us from uh, the Pew Research uh, folks, and you had some numbers from them. Yes. Yeah, so apparently 61% of parents say that they have checked which websites their teen visits. have checked their teens' social media profiles, and 56% have friended or followed their teen on Facebook, Twitter, or some other social social media platform. Now, 48% have actually looked through their teens' phone call records or text messages. In addition, nearly half, 48% of parents, know the password to their teen's email account, while 43% know the password to their teen's cell phone and 35% know the password to at least one of their teen's social media accounts. And that's all a great start, right? Those, it those is. numbers are pretty consistent over the last several years, and that's a great start. Um, and, but with that in mind uh, and thinking uh, about you know, how much you might monitor your own kids or your grandkids' digital behavior, we're going to share with you today some other stuff. 
We're going to talk about some of the most popular apps and digital practices favored by our younger folk, including what their product positioning and intent is. In other words, what these apps are stated, uh, designed to do, right? And some of the dangers that may be associated with them. Then later we're going to discuss some ways you can get a handle, a better handle on this whole matter, both through your own practices, what you do, and through some helpful technology. So, Gloria, uh, what are some of the apps that should be on a parent's radar? Well, now before we get into some of these, we should also remind our listeners that we're not promoting or denigrating any app on this list. There are no commissions. (laughs) Our purpose really here today is to inform. Many of these apps um, you may know about or have heard little about. We just want to share some information that may concern some parents. Now, we're pulling from an article by Charlize Rome Nolson called A Complete Guide to Potentially Dangerous Apps All Parents Should Be Aware Of. <laughs> Sounds like that title could have used some editing, but you did it in one breath. It Very was good. the name that got C- me. Congratulations. <laughs> so let's let's get to what's on the list, okay? Yep. Pop quiz. What is Voxer? Got me. If you're scratching your head, it's time to read up on some of these trendy new social media apps kids are using. And of course, when you say new and then kids hear you say the word new, they're thinking, gosh, that's been around for like like eight <laughs> months, man. It's ancient. I remember right? when my kid said the word diesel way back in like 2009 or 10. Yeah. And I'm like, is he talking about some kind of gasoline for something in our home? I was like... Yeah, but the problem is if you, you used it in 2015 <laughs> and thought it was cool... Yeah, it's not yes, cool it's anymore. That's diesel. Really old, right. <laughs> or legit. <laughs> anyway, uh, friending your kid on, on Facebook, like we just mentioned before, is kind of the tip of the iceberg when it comes to online safety. So we're going to talk about some of the apps now tweens and teens are flocking to these days. And it's not Facebook, Bob. And it's not Facebook. Kids don't use that anymore mm-hmm. uh, or not That's much. That's for us older folks. So what's one of the, the, the first apps? Okay. So one of them is called TikTok. And its purpose is an app for creating and sharing short videos. Now, users can create short music videos of 3 to 15 seconds and uh, little looping videos of 3 to 60 seconds. Now, this app encourages users to express themselves creatively through video. I need that. Now, now I'm going to tell you why parents should be worried. 13 is the minimum age, but there isn't a real way to validate age, so anyone can download the app. Um, Also, parents express concern that there is a lot of inappropriate language in the videos, so it's not appropriate for young children. A lot of young children have phones now, smartphones. And lastly, by default, all accounts are set to public. So strangers through this app can contact your children. This one is called TikTok. Okay, another one here, and, and, and this is an app. It's also a site and so forth. It's called the world's largest TV station. That would be YouTube. Uh, and we are aiming ourselves to eventually move this program to YouTube. So, you know, we'll give you some po- uh, tips on that here uh, coming up in the next several weeks. This is a place to house and share videos, obviously. You can control privacy settings here. It's also a great resource for educational videos and entertainment. Why should parents worry? Inappropriate content has been sliced into both all ages content and children's content. Those are certain categories. Also, comments on the videos can be extremely inappropriate and hurtful. Now, like I said, we're not denigrating any app, but YouTube has also um, has a known pedophile problem, which is a major cause for concern. Yikes. You know, there's a lot of things we as parents just don't know. All right, we're just taking the lid off on this right now. We're going to get into this more. Uh, just a reminder here, uh, as you've heard on the program, Medicare Planning of Dayton is the region's resource center for all things Medicare. 
You can contact the team there for a no-cost-to-you consultation. No kidding here, okay? No cost up front to you. They get their compensation on the back end as, as uh, when, when they get you with the right program that they help you choose. They've got experience. They've got the right approach. They'll listen to you and your needs, and they'll come up with the right total Medicare plan for you. It starts with a call, 504-9999, 504-9999, or MedicarePlanningOfDayton.com. Please tell them Bob and Gloria sent you. When we return, we're going to talk more about the apps on your kid's phone and why you might be concerned. How often do you talk to your child about their digital behavior? How often do you check their phone? Do you use any technology when you check the phone? We're going to talk about that. And maybe what apps you've heard about that we should talk about here. Anything concerning you? 457-1290 to weigh in on any and all of it when we continue. You're listening to There is a Season on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to There is a Season. I'm Bob Wolf, And I'm Gloria Shanahan, 457-1290, if you'd like to share your thoughts with us today. So what is that app on your kid's phone? What is that weird-looking icon? We're talking about apps. Those cool pieces of software produced by the tens of thousands, both for Android devices and for iPhones, with every possible function you can imagine, and perhaps some you haven't even thought about, right? There's an app for that. There's an app, there's an app for an app. That's right. But if you're a parent who cares about what your child's digital behavior may include, do you check his or her phone? Have you heard of an app that has you concerned? You can give us a call about that, 457-1290. So today, we're sharing a list of apps that many younger people find popular, but which can prove worrisome to parents when they find out the whole story. We've heard about a couple of them, TikTok and YouTube. Another one's called Telonym, T-E-L-L-O-N-Y-M. Kind of like synonym or acronym. Synonym and telonym. Or the spice, cinnamon. No, So the purpose of this app, it's an anonymous messenger app. It calls itself the most honest place on the internet. There's no such thing. This app is extremely popular in middle schools and high schools, and it allows kids to to ask and answer questions anonymously. Why should parents be concerned? It is a regular occurrence to see cyberbullying, violent threats, and sexual content on this app. It also offers unmonitored access, unmonitored access to the internet. The age restrictions are inconsistent, ranging from 12 to 16. But this app is definitely inappropriate for anyone younger than being in their late teens. Oh, my. Another one is Bigo Live or Bigo, B-I-G-O Live. The purpose of this is it's a live streaming app. It's rated for teens 17 and up. Users can V-log, video log about their lives, live stream video gameplay, and host their own shows. And there is no age verification, and users have to provide personal info, like their age and location. Red flags right there. This is a place where bullying, nudity, violence, and profanity is common. Oh, my. IMVU. We're going to go through these rather quickly here. The purpose of this is a virtual world game 
uh, where users interact with each other as avatars, as characters. This stands for Instant Messaging Virtual Universe. Why should people care? There is nudity and sexual encounters in areas that are for 18 and over, but there is sexual talk and behaviors in the regular area of IMVU as well. There is a chat now feature that randomly pairs users with other users that can lead to inappropriate pairings and interactions. All profiles are public and there can be bullying and predators trying to get other users to share their phone numbers and also to send pictures. Any of this have you concerned? If you missed any of these, make sure you check this podcast out in a day or so. Or you can email us for the list at Bob and Gloria at there's a season show.com. What is that app on your kid's phone? Four five seven twelve ninety to talk about it today. Do you even know what's on your kid's phone? How do you check it? How often do you check it? Four five seven twelve ninety. When we return, you're listening to There Is a Season on twelve ninety and ninety five seven WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. Dayton and Springfield Station for twenty four hour news, weather, and traffic, and our Ask the Expert weekends twelve ninety and ninety five seven WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to There is a Season with Bob and Gloria, the show about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf. And I'm Gloria Shanahan. 457-1290 to join in on our conversation. There is a line open for you. We're talking about what's that app on your kid's phone? What is that icon? What does that thing do? Do you even know? Do you have any way of checking? And how often do you check? So again, 457-1290, if you'd like to weigh in on that. We've been going through a complete guide. Wait a minute. Got to get a breath. The Complete Guide to Potentially Dangerous Apps All Parents Should Be Aware Of. Yes. It's a big title. It's a big, long title. But there's some really good stuff on here. There We've is. already I'm covered a bunch of them. Learning a lot myself. <clears throat> so um, certainly if you have another one uh, you want to weigh in and uh, just give us a call and so forth. Right. But we'll go through a lot of these. The next one is called House Party. Yes. Which the stated purpose of House Party is that it's a video chatting app that's pretty open. Friends can communicate with each other through live video and text in chat groups. Why should parents be concerned? There is no screening and the video is live, so there's nothing to keep kids from inappropriate content. Users can send links via chat and even take screenshots. There's also nothing keeping friends of friends joining groups where they may only know one person. So again, think about the layers you got to go through here. You got to look at your kid's phone, know what's on there, see this thing, and then understand what it does. Another one here that you perhaps have heard of, it's become more popular, is Tinder. Mm. The purpose of Tinder is uh, to, it's described as the fun way to connect with new and interesting people around you. But it's mainly used as a dating tool or a derivative of dating, the anonymous hookup app. Uh, And it's very popular with 20-somethings, college students, and even younger teens and, unfortunately, tweens. Uh, Why should parents be worried? Yes, this one is worrisome. The app is rated ages 17 and up, but Tinder's privacy policy allows teens as young as 13 to register. Now, this app connects with Facebook, which is also technically for ages 13 and up, to pull in photos for users' Tinder profiles. So Tinder helps people find others in their geographic location and allows users to view each other's photos and start instant messaging once both people have liked one another. The geolocation features And anonymous nature of this app put kids at risk for catfishing, which we're going to describe in a moment what that is, sexual harassment, stalking, and worse. Learn more of the scary 
facts about the Tinder app. This one's a big one. Yeah, and you got to look into that uh, and, and kind of really get into the workings of that. So we did have to look up what catfishing meant. And uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it is a, a term that refers to someone who pretends to be someone else online. The person completely assumes a fake identity, uh, like me being Fabio, you know. That would be. Do you remember Fabio? Does anybody remember Fabio? There was a time, you know. And and for you to I, pretend. I'm hearing crickets. Well, you know. And for me to pretend, yes. I, that's that, all I'm thinking yes, about. Yes, that would be a big lie, right? Anyway, the person completely assumes a fake identity and goes the extra mile to make the victim believe that they are exactly who they say they are. Yeah, so Tinder's pretty popular, too, so and that's I, one. You, and I'm not Fabio. I, you didn't have to say that. Hey, well, thanks. Thanks. You didn't have to make that statement because... <laughs> and you're relieved this is not a TV show, right? <laughs> Jerk. Anyway, okay, so another one is Ask FM, Ask.FM. The purpose of this app is to allow users to interact in a question and answer format with friends, peers, and anonymous users alike. Why is it of concern? This app is rated ages 13 and up, and it is most popular in Europe. But it is catching on in the United States. Some kids have used the app for hurtful cyberbullying that has been linked to suicides, including the death of 12-year-old Rebecca Sedwick of Florida. British schools have sent home letters calling for students to stop using this app because of its use in several cyberbullying incidents there and its loose regulation and lack of monitoring. In response to this uproar in the United Kingdom, the site added a button where users can report abuse. But some parents are feeling it's a little too little and a little too late. Okay, so another one here is Kick Messenger. This one's um, you know may may ring a bell. People may have heard this one before. It's a mobile app that people can use to text with friends at high speed, and with more of a face to face feel than regular texting. Users' profile pictures appear in a little bubble next to their text, and they can quickly text photos, sketches, or even pre-designed greeting cards to individuals or groups. Sounds fun. What's the concern? The app is rated 17 and up, but there is no age verification, so anyone can download it. Like some other instant messenger apps, Kick allows your teen to connect with others using just a username rather than texting from a phone number. But it does beg the question, should teens be texting with people beyond their phone contacts? Reviews in the App Store and Google Play Store reveal that many people use Kick to meet strangers for sexting. Oh the app has also been connected with cyberbullying, right? So, um, yeah, so the girl that died in Florida, Bob, the bullying victim who killed herself, reportedly used Kick and Voxer in addition to Ask FM, which we've mentioned, and received messages like, go kill yourself and why aren't you dead? without her mother even knowing about these apps. So it is no surprise that Kick has landed on some parents' worst apps list. And the fact that people would text those messages and so forth is part of a larger a problem conversation about our culture right. And, right. and why people would do that and not own any of that or think that it has no effect. We don't have enough time in our show today to get into all of that, but the fact is it is another forum for people to convey and spew that kind of stuff. Now then, going back to what we had talked about at the very top of this uh, show here, Voxer. What is the purpose of this? This is a walkie-talkie PTT, that's Push to Talk, app that allows users to quickly exchange short voice messages. They can have chats going on with multiple people at a time. That's got to be wonderful. And just have to tap the play button to hear any messages they receive. Although it has largely an adult following, including some people who use it for their jobs, it's becoming popular among teens who enjoy its hybrid style of texting and talking. 
So you should worry about this one because hurtful messages from cyberbullies, again, can be even more biting when they're spoken and they can be played repeatedly. Surprisingly, the app is rated for ages, are you ready for this, four and up in the app store. That there's even a rating for apps four and up, I find well, disturbing. That's right. Yes. Okay. Snapchat. Okay. This is a big one. I'm sure you've seen this one. This one probably makes parents sweat a lot here, and it's mm-hmm. it's been the source of a lot of problems uh, in some schools and so forth. Snapchat's an app that allows users to send photos and videos that appear after, that the, disappear yeah. after they're received. That's the key thing. So they disappear. They go off into space, right? Rated for ages 12 and up, the filters and special effects allows users to alter pictures, which is where I think some people have fun. Now, some kids are using the app to send racy pictures because they believe the images can't be saved and circulated. But... It turns out that Snapchat pics don't completely disappear from a device and users can take a screenshot before an image vanishes in the app. And while recent studies revealed that sexting, sending sexual messages and images, usually via text message, is not as popular as parents had feared, disappearing photo apps like Snapchat might embolden kids to send more explicit photos and text than they would have before through traditional texting. And you just and, and people again, you don't know the sophistication of of this kid versus that kid sometimes. Will somebody figure that out and think, well, okay, I can get away with this, I can try this, as opposed to erring on the side of caution and saying, I'm never putting anything up there that looks anything like this. You because know? yeah, if people can change it right. and edit it. And then it's out there forever, right? Kids don't even realize this. Okay, another we're going through a lot of them here. This is a guide to potentially dangerous apps on the phone and kids uh, that kids might have on the phone. You've got to check these out. Visco, V-S-C-O. The purpose of this is it's a photo creation app that gives users the tools to shoot, edit, and post images to a profile, kind of like Instagram. Why should somebody worry? You should know that you have to manually turn on privacy settings. A lot of kids don't worry about this. And limit the location sharing. There are also in-app purchases for more serious photo editing tools that could cost you some serious money if your kid decides to download them. Right. Which <laughs> no kid would ever do that. Or they don't think about it. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. And again, here, we're, we're trying not, we don't want to cast aspersions on these things out of hand and so forth. We might not use them. You might not use them, but your kid might find them interesting. And while they might have a purpose for some people, we're trying to show you both sides of it and what you should know about these apps. Here's another one. Whisper. This one sounds dangerous already. <laughs> The purpose, it's a 17 and up target, uh, and, and the motto is share secrets, express yourself, and meet new people. It has a similar feel to the now defunct Post Secret app, which was discontinued shortly after its release because it filled up with abusive content. Wonderful. So Whisper lets users set up anonymous accounts to make their messages or confessions overlap an image or graphic, similar to e-postcards, which other users then can like, share, or comment on. While it does allow for creative expression, it can also take overly personal content viral. The app also shows a loser, uh, a user's location. Now, although the app is geared toward older teens and adults, younger children, no surprise here, are finding their way to it. A 12-year-old girl in Washington was reportedly raped by a 21-year-old man who met her on Whisper. <clears throat> we, we're, we're not parents. You just need to be aware. You gotta, you gotta look at this stuff. What does it do? Right. Well, you know, here's another one. Tumblr. The purpose uh, here. Many children and young teens are also active on this 17 and up uh, photo sharing app. It can be used for sharing videos and chatting. A lot of these are similar. Why should parents worry about that? Common Sense Media says Tumblr is too raunchy for tykes. 
because users can easily access pornographic, violent, and inappropriate content. Common Sense also notice, notes that users need to jump through hoops to set up any privacy settings. And until then, all of a user's photo and content is public for all to see. Mental health experts have weighed in, saying that Tumblr can be damaging to adolescents' mental health because it tends to glorify, are you ready for this, self-harm and eating disorders. Unbelievable. Yeah, we all need more of that. Unbelievable. You know, and notice what I said here. This is a 17 and up target photo sharing app. That's how it's promoted, but it has been called too raunchy for tykes. Obviously, it's it is be, it's difficult for people to set up the privacy settings and, and create the exclusions necessary right. for younger kids, let alone whether an older and if, teen and if should parents be using don't it. even know that these apps exist, and kids, you know, innocently so, don't even know how dangerous these apps are. You know, yeah, it, it's scary. We're gonna squeeze one more in before the break here, and this is Instagram. The purpose, the hugely popular photo sharing site owned by Facebook, uh, is is very familiar to a lot of people, and. It can uh, add cool filters or create collages of photos and share them across Facebook and other social media platforms. Why should somebody worry? So the app is rated 13 and up and maybe slightly tamer than Tumblr, but users can still find mature or inappropriate content and comments throughout the app. Trolls or people making vicious, usually anonymous comments are common on this app. A user can change the settings to block their location or certain followers, but many users are casual about their settings. No no surprise there. Connecting with people that they don't know well or at all. Okay, we're going to go to the break here. When we come back, we're going to talk about jailbreaking and also some steps parents can take to get a better handle on what's on their kid's phone. We'll even mention a few uh, pieces of software in there. Make sure you save this podcast and check it out in a couple of days. And you can also email us and we'll send you some notes about the show. Bob and Gloria at thereisaseasonshow.com. We'll be right back. You are listening to There is a Season on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. Welcome back to There's a Season. I'm Bob. Who are you did again? You, did you have me I off ditched, air? I just completely ditched you. All right, so, everybody knows who I am. I'm Gloria. That's that's the Gloria over the Gloria over there. Hey, coming <laughs> up on there is a season. We're going to talk about why most Americans don't have enough in their retirements and some basic steps you can take to at least start to change that picture. And also, is there a civil a cold civil war going on in the country? Are people lining up and taking sides? That's kind of an intriguing topic. That'll be the one when I'm out of town. <laughs> Because you're taking sides. I didn't know we were you're doing gonna be, that You're going to be over on some you know, parade <laughs> or wearing a mask. We're talking today about apps. What is that app on your kid's phone? And we went through a whole bunch of these things. But there's also another thing called jailbreaking for your phone. These aren't exactly social media apps. They're kind of confusing, but you should still know about them, especially if your kid is rather tech savvy or you've had to take away your child's mobile phone privileges because of abuse. What goes on okay. with jailbreaking? Okay, so jailbreaking an iPhone or routine an Android phone basically means hacking your own device to lift restrictions on allowable applications, meaning the user can then download third-party apps not sold in the App Store or Google Play Store. Read here, sometimes sketchy apps. Now, it's hard to say how many teens have jailbroken their mobile device, but instructions on how to do it are readily available on the Internet. Uh, Cydia is a popular application for jailbroken phones, and it's a gateway to other apps called Poof 
and SBF settings, which are icon hiding apps. This means you're not going to see these apps on your kid's phone, but they could be there. These apps are supposedly intended to help users clear the clutter from their screens, but some young people are using them to hide questionable apps and violent games from their parents. Be aware of what the Cydia app icons look like. So get online and look so you know if you're getting a complete picture of your teen's app use. That's just good advice for all of us. Right. Now, there are some steps. We don't have a lot of time for all of these, but obviously here's some things parents can do. Set up age limits on your child's device. All right, that's a key one. Another one is to sit down and go over some general rules to keep him or her safe. Right. Tell your child to let you know if someone's hurting them or making them feel uncomfortable online, right? Even if it's an anonymous person. And you should make a rule that your child must ask for permission before downloading any apps. Now, that means following through on that and checking their phone regularly, Um, but even free apps, just so that, you know, you're aware. There are a lot of different technology platforms, including some apps that we could uh, talk about here, and we've done it in some other shows here. We've talked about Net Nanny and so forth. One that I like is called Custodio. This is a monitoring and a control uh, tool that allows parents to be able to get in and see what their kids are doing, who they're talking to, and also to be able to shut apps on or off, particularly for the kid who can't jailbreak the phone. Yeah. What's another couple there's, of names? There's um, another one, Mama Bear. You know, need I go any further on what that does? It, it helps to track and, and see what your kid's doing. Um, This is a new one, and I've heard about this one a lot. It's called Respond ASAP, and this is when your kid's ignoring your calls. So this one you can put on there, and it it freezes their screen until they call you. Which basically says, answer me. Right. Hey, check out the website, thereisaseasonshow.com for this podcast. Write to us at Bob and Gloria, thereisaseasonshow.com if you'd like some notes. Remember, dear friends, seek grace in every step. Never regret growing older. It's a privilege denied to many. For my dear friend and co-host Gloria Shanahan, our producer and everyone who makes the show possible, thank you for your time, attention, and interest to what we do here. We'll see you again soon. You've been listening to There is a Season on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Have a blessed week. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.